Welcome to Getting Real with Rob, with your host, Rob Namfell. Join Rob as he uncovers the deeper truths about the most important real estate issues in the Charlotte region. Listen as he interviews key industry leaders, policymakers, and influential change agents. He'll ask the hard questions, listen to real answers, and look at issues from a more human perspective. Now, let's get real with Rob. Hello, and welcome to Getting Real with Rob. Today, we have two very special guests, Mayor Pro Tem Dante Anderson from the City of Charlotte and Council Member Marjorie Molina, also from the City of Charlotte. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming in today. Well, today, we hope to get to know a little bit about you, perhaps some of the things that listeners um, don't already know about you, your, your background, some of your education and, and uh, work experience, but also... Um, there was a recent uh, council budget uh, retreat that, that occurred. Talk about some of the priorities that came out of that, some of the things that you would like to accomplish also in the coming year, um, and find out a little bit about what our members can do to support some of your efforts uh, on, the, on the council level as well. So as, we, as is typically the case when we start these, we have to do the lightning round, of course, to warm things up. Mayor Pro Tem, we're going to start with you. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Let's go. Lightning round. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's go. Uh, What was your favorite book as a child and as an adult? Child being perhaps high school? Sure. You pick. Okay. Uh, Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert Heinlein. Okay. Uh, Adult would be Song of Solomon by Toni Morrison. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. what do you believe is the best hidden gem here in Charlotte? Mm, that's a hard one. You know, I think the, um, the, the park, the little garden area over at UNC Charlotte, mm. there's like a gar- botanical garden. I don't think they call it botanical garden, but it's a beautiful little area over there. And I think it's pretty hidden. Okay. That's great. Now everybody's going to know about it. Do you have a cherished uh, family memory? Cherish family memory, probably some decades ago, my sister started a Kwanzaa celebration with my family before Kwanzaa was very popular. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd all get together either the day after Christmas or the next day on the 27th. We've had, and we'll have a brunch and all the kids would take a principle of Kwanzaa and uh, speak to it and then talk to how it's pertinent to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that we've continued for decades. Okay, you still so do now, that today? Yep, and now I host it at my house. Excellent. And uh, I should say it's at my house and my niece hosts it. And uh, yeah, it's a lovely, lovely memory. Okay, great. Um, so you've lived all over the country. Um, what, do you th- what would you say the biggest difference between East Coast and West Coast is, other than the time zone? Yeah. It's a different vibe out on the West Coast, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, even here on the East Coast. But I think it's a different vibe. Certainly Charlotte versus, you know, anywhere on the West Coast, we're just more amenable. You know, we're welcoming. Um, Everyone feels a sense of warmth and hospitality when they come to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And of course, our incredible canopy here. Mm -hmm. People who haven't been to Charlotte, when they fly into Charlotte Douglas Airport, they're like, Wow. We just landed in Jurassic Park. (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean? Because I'm so used to it. So, yeah, I would say those are two key differences. Okay, good. Good observation. Um, What's your favorite pastime? 
So, other, other than sitting in city council meetings. Yes. Oh, no, that's the best. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big uh, travel person. Okay. So uh, I, I consider myself a global citizen. And, uh, and so I make it a point every year to go to a couple of new countries or islands to have new experiences. So I love to travel. Okay. Yeah. That's great. A favorite spot outside? Outside of the U.S.? Yes. Barca. Barcelona. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Sorry, that was a bonus question. I just added that <laughs> one in. Um, all right. Council Member Molina, let's go to you. Oh, um, what's the favorite, what's your favorite place that you, after moving here, the, the first place you ate? Oh my God. When you moved here. You so remember? when I first moved to Charlotte, I lived off of Carowinds Boulevard. So um, the first place that I lived was in Steel Creek. Um, I moved here in 2004. So everything that we know as Rivergate mm -hmm. when I got here did not exist. Mm. It was just trees. Um, and I remember when I bought my first house down there, there was nowhere to go and shop or anything like that. So I spent a lot of time on South Boulevard, you know, because that was, you know, in 2004-ish, that was like the international piece of corridor mm -hmm. where you can go and get food from different places, uh, namely representative of Latin America. Um, and so I spent a lot of time on, you know, various places in South Boulevard, uh, Pineville, things like that. So okay. I would go to different restaurants around there. Excellent. Um, now, what do you do to relax and recharge? Oh, man. I'm not a TV watcher. Okay. Um, no Netflix for you? Uh, my kids have Netflix, okay. All right. <laughs> but I don't have Netflix. Actually, um, I only have one TV in my house. Okay. Just one. Um, we have a no TV in the bedroom. It's not a bad thing. And um, we have a den and there's only one TV there. Mm -hmm. um, so like my space in my home is literally like the energy of my home is the minute I walk in relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like soft music without words um, and the genre doesn't matter to me, but namely music, the frequency of music without words is my favorite pastime. That's how I relax. Excellent. I like that. More, more people could, could do that. Um, do you have, do you have a ritual in the morning that you go through like that, that sets the day for you? Um, well, I wake up pretty early because I'm on independence by six 30 yeah. every single day. I heard that. Yeah. I, heard that, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a child that has to be at school by seven 15. Mm -hmm. So every day of my life, Monday through Friday, I am battling independence traffic to go to West Charlotte um, but before I can do that, I have to let sleep shake off of me, mm -hmm. right? Like there's no way I could wander to my car and be prepared for independence traffic on a dime. Nobody could. Listen, yep. it takes waking up, making sure that I'm awake and I'm prepared to, you know, take on that. So I, I mean, I just take a moment to wake up, wash my face, cold water, you know, um, but my, my day is moving pretty fast, right? Okay. A lot of that is like, get up, we got to go, hurry up. <laughs> it is not like a relaxed energy. It's literally like, all right, it's 625. Yeah. We need to be on the road or we're going to be late. And that's like, so it's more of a, a pace that's faster than I would like. I would love for it to be like, I wake up and I do yoga. No, some days I'm screaming <laughs> at my child <laughs> that we're going to be late. I don't want to know what you're screaming. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, maybe if we if we fix that center lane there that nobody's using in Independence, we could like ease your commute. But that's a different so topic. Bus rapid transit <laughs> is. Uh, listen, we could go bus rapid transit on this. Let's finish the questions first. Okay. We'll um, so, what's a bigger celebration, Christmas or your birthday? Oh, definitely Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Christmas is actually uh, it. I decorate for Christmas in October. I'm one of those people. I'm oh. sorry. You know, there's, there's just like this <laughs> whole thing, right? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, I, well, listen. I'm, I'm learning things about <laughs> So I already got like my Christmas stuff out of the attic because I, I love the energy of Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. It is that one time where humans have like a, like permission to love out loud mm-hmm. the energy of just our country in general, people in general is like, wow, it's okay mm-hmm. to, you know, share love and love out loud. And yeah. the energy of sharing and caring is, is really like absolute around that time. So I'm, I'm running towards it. Like okay. it's October and I'm yeah. like, it's almost Christmas. It's a, it's a special season. It is. For sure. It is. Um, all right. One last question. Is there a, is there a talent that you just never cultivated that you wish you had? <sighs> I feel like we all have something like that, but. Well, you know, when I was in school, um, in, you know, middle and high school, I played an instrument the entire time. Um, And I started, the instrument that I started with was the flute. Um, And I ended playing the saxophone. Uh, So I can read music. I actually love music. Um, And, but I never really cultivated it beyond high school. So I was in, um, the marching band all four years. And I kind of touched it a little bit, but not really put emphasis on it afterwards. It's, okay. you know, so now I just enjoy listening to other people who make music without words. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, you've reminded me, I want to go back and learn the piano again. So yeah. thank you for that. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's jump into some questions for, for both of you. Now that we've kind of warmed things up with the lightning round. Um, you've both been on council for about the same amount of time. Um, which which was kind of weird because you you served a year as a term and then you got had to go back and go for reelection right so, right so feel full term right but I, this is a great moment for us to clarify this because yeah. there's been um, some misinformation mm-hmm. so our last term that we served was a 15 month term mm-hmm. um, that was set by the general assembly as right. everyone knows who ran for office and everyone who was in office they were anxiously awaiting for that election to come about, right? <laughs> but that the previous election was delayed due to census data delay right. and, of course, uh, the redrawing of the district. So our first term was a 15-month term. I know there's been talk of it being nine months and 10 months. Yep. And so I just wanted to be clear that it was a 15-month term. No, that's a great clarification, yeah. um, especially for our members that should be paying atten- more attention to this, but but maybe not. So no, that's great. Um, so in your, but relatively limited amount of time in office, um, what would you say, we'll start with you, Mayor Pro Tem. Um, what's your assessment of kind of your time there so far? Like how, how, th- how are things running? Like how would you improve things or what, what do you think that's working? Uh, I know it's a, it's a big question, but you can't the heart. Why didn't you give that to Marjorie? You got this. That's why we made you mayor pro tip. Come on. Let's well, go. I was going to ask Marjorie what her don't favorite don't color don't is don't next. Don't so don't 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 softball. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. Well, you know, I think the one of the best things about Charlotte is, you know, we do have three municipal, governing bodies. A lot of cities and towns only have one and city council being 
one of three. And um, the work of council is really the the hard services um, for the city to keep the city going from an economic development perspective and that create the ecosystem for jobs and housing, employment, transportation. Um, and of course, we control all of the um, all of the services as it relates to uh, civil servants like uh, CMPD and fire, except for medic. Medic is not under the purview of council. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have a very well-run city, I will say that. Um, prior coming into council and now being on the other side of the table, I think the city is ran pretty well. And it's pretty easy for us to sort of be myopic about what's going on here and uh, not look at what other cities are doing. But we have the opportunity to go to conferences like National League of Cities and other opportunities to touch point, touch point, have a touch point with public servants in other cities around the country. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte is, is, is at the top. They hold us at a very high regard. Mm-hmm. So we are a, a pretty well-ran city. Um, AAA credit rating, rating, we nurture and take care of that. That's fantastic. Um, the council has the benefit of having some experience on it. Uh, but I think one of the things that we could do moving forward, and part of the reason that I ran, is that I I think that they I thought that there was some opportunity to have other skills at the table um, to get to a better solution. And so with my background in corporate America, I've spent over 25 years in corporate America um, and having that level of, of insight into Fortune 100, Fortune 200 companies running large budgets, developing jobs, nurturing jobs, standing up businesses and spaces within the United States and other countries. I thought that was a skill set that we needed for the 15th largest uh, city in in the country to continue to grow and thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I think that we need unique skill sets um, that may or may not be present on council. So. Okay. Well, and speaking of unique skill sets, um, let's turn it to uh, council member Molina. And I should have mentioned this early on. Um, uh, Mayor Pro Tem is from the first district. Of, of Charlotte and um, Councilmember Molina is the fifth district. Correct. Um, and the fifth district is basically East Charlotte-ish, um, uh, and the first district is um, sort of slightly northeast, but inner, um, kind of uh, butting up against Cotswold and Dilworth. And is that about right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I wanted to see how you were going to describe the okay. first district because it is very difficult to describe. Yeah. But we go as far north as the Hidden Valley and Derrida communities right, right. that were just recently brought mm-hmm. into District 1. Correct. And then District 1 goes as far down south as, um, you know, slightly past um, Woodlawn mm-hmm. and Madison Park. So I share parts of Madison Park. But the neighborhoods like Noda and Dilworth and parts of Uptown, I have parts of the East Side, Plaza Midwood, Plaza Shamrock, mm-hmm. um, First Ward and Second Ward Uptown. These are all neighborhoods that are a part of District 1. Okay. And East Charlotte it actually touches Matthews, Mint Hill, uh, 45, the Cambaris County line. So we have a lot of um, um, areas that actually abut 
the extraterritorial uh, jurisdiction mm-hmm. areas that are close to the Cabarrus County lines. Um, but then we go as far inward as, you know, Central Avenue. You know, we cross over Monroe and go towards Rama Road. You know, we touch three districts mm-hmm. uh, as far as East Charlotte is concerned, District 1, uh, District 6, and District 4. Right. right. So it's it's literally a district surrounded by three additional districts. So we have people who go down the street who and even Dante and I, we did the um, intergovernmental summit mm-hmm. last year. And what we found, we shared more than one neighborhood where mm-hmm. there were, you know, like literally in one neighborhood, some of the residents were. Um, drawn into District 5, mm-hmm. and there were other residents that were literally drawn into District 1, and they belonged to the exact same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, this is complicated for a resident. So, you know, at best, um, you know, us working together to say that, you know, we were representing the east side and those overlaps were were great. So, I think I think I actually live in one of those neighborhoods right on the edge. I'm right on the edge of the of five and six. You do, um, yeah, because I'm in Cotswold, so right yep. in that area. Uh, yeah. But yep. um, but but we were going to go down uh, kind of the the road of uh, unique uh, t- talents and and such. Um, you you received your mass your master's degree right as you were campaigning for I council, did. right? I did. Um, and let's not even talk about how many degrees Mayor Pro Tem. Yeah, has, I but, don't even mention um, her degrees <laughs> with mine. I just. <laughs> My, my wife's got way more degrees than I do. Too, right, so, like. Um, uh, but let's talk about kind of some of your your skill set a little bit, and kind of what what brought you to council. Well, um, when I moved to Charlotte, um, I worked for a bank. Um, I the largest part of uh, full disclosure, I am a millennial, but I call myself a geriatric millennial uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you know once you turn forty, you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. I think you're grown and got kids and stuff, so. Um, but when I did actually move to Charlotte, I worked for Citibank um, and I worked there for nearly a decade. I worked in literally every city or every um, everything they offer, you know, auto credit cards like, you know, I've done risk mitigation, all kind of different things. But when I came, you know, I was much younger. Uh, life was much different. But I started getting active right away, like getting to know the neighborhoods, volunteering. That's always been kind of that um, that thing of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to get to know, you know, the communities and things like that. Uh, this will actually make my 20th year in Charlotte. Wow. Um, and so, you know, I'd already chosen the family route. We'd already had children and things of that nature. So our roots were set. We started businesses. Um, and, um, you know, I, I actually decided to go back to school recently within the last like three to four years. And, you know, I worked on campaigns, helping other people get elected. Um, During my undergraduate studies, I actually lived in Washington, DC. And I was an honors student. I was in an honors program for public policy. Um, It was a capital scholar program. So I worked um, at a Nobel Peace Prize winning international nonprofit, um, working at, you know, working on international policy, Um, I've managed campaigns at the local, state, congressional levels. Uh, I managed a presidential campaign office here, Um, but never really with the site that I wanted to sit in the seat. And Mm -hmm. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but I I didn't see myself being a person to hold the office. I really wanted to be a part of 
what I felt at that time, the solution by making sure that we had good people in the offices. Um, but, you know, when the seat for my district came open, people started to seek me out. Like, Marjorie, you should consider this. You mm-hmm. should do this. And I'm like, I'm in grad school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was literally in the middle of, like, graduate school at UNC Charlotte. I was uh, in the, the Belt College of Business finishing my master's degree. And so concurrently, I'm finishing my master's degree and running for office. Mm-hmm. And when I won the primary elections, it was literally four days after my graduation. That's right. So I, I graduated and then four days later, I won the primary election. Um, and man, it was, tri- I was crawling. I was so triumphant because I was <laughs> tired. Like I was so tired, but it was, it was, it was an amazing journey and yeah. I'm glad I did it. That's good. Well, yeah. we're, glad, we're glad to have you on the council. Um, so let's talk about some of the, some of the business. Um, you just had the, uh, the council uh, budget retreat, which is an annual, annual thing. Um, Mayor Pro Tem, what were, what were some of the, and I had an opportunity to watch some of that online, but oh, what, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny that it was a, uh, helping with my sleep uh, deprivation. Um, no, uh, so w- what came out of that in terms of priorities? I mean, two or three main priorities you think are, are really your focus for the next year Sure. as a council. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is that the retreat was actually highly successful. Okay. Good. Um, I would agree with that. Both council members and staff members said this is the best retreat we've had in years, mm-hmm. which is great. So we, uh, it was a consistent consensus building. No one stormed out of the room. <laughs> That's a start. <laughs> there was nothing thrown across right. tables. It's a little like, different than recent council meetings yeah. last year. I mean, yeah. So, uh, and we really, um, really sort of crystallized on a few things. The first is we already have our priorities set. Mm-hmm. And the last term we lifted up three priorities that we wanted to uh, add additional visibility to. One is workforce workforce planning. The other one is addressing the digital divide Mm -hmm. and digital inclusion. And the third one was adding small business, cultivating small businesses here in Charlotte. We were doing all three of those things, but not with the level of energy that that we believe was needed. So we lifted those up and, and, and to include them in our additional priorities. Mm -hmm. So this time during the retreat, we just agreed that those priorities are still our priorities. And what we did um, this year is we wanted to get laser focus on what those objectives are under each of our priorities and how we would measure those. Okay. Because, you know, some of these priorities are huge. Um, workforce right. development, what does that mean? for example. Yeah. Like, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. How do we know that we're gaining traction, right? Mm-hmm. And we can talk about it and we can have discourse around it and put some energy here and there, but how are we going to hold ourselves accountable? And the way that we decided to do that is to introduce metrics. Um, so a subset of metrics for each of our priorities. And um, and then we, we honed in on, wanted to hone in on five, <laughs> five objectives for each priority that we will then in turn create a scorecard, a balanced scorecard that council can can speak to on a regular cadence and the public can see as well. And um, so that we're not spending time on things that are green and they're going, they're in flight. Excellent. We, we got the right work behind it. 
but we want to be able to double click on those things that are yellow. Mm -hmm. And in particular, those things are red. Okay. Right. And so that's one of the things that we, one of the major things that, that came out of the two and a half half day experience. Okay. Right. Go ahead. I just want to add an absent enterprise resource planning. So an ERP system, for an example, is a, is an information and technology tool that a lot of large corporations, I mean, consider the fact that the city of Charlotte is a major corporation. We have 9,000 employees. We have 14 various different departments mm-hmm. and we have a $3.3 billion budget to manage. And that doesn't include any general funds, you know, the water, um, the airport, those are separate and apart. That right. is not, you know, a part of the budget that we actually access and make decisions around. So I want to leave that part there, but I just want to add that, you know, a lot of the deliverables that we discussed in that retreat, uh, they had parallels. So if we were looking at this from a digital perspective, it would be what you call a swim lane, where there is something that has to do with this, you know, deliverable that can kind of concurrently happen here. And I'm trying to make sure I paint the picture correctly, but um, a lot of it seemed and sounded repetitive because a lot of the work that we do is completely inextricable, mm-hmm. right? It's integrated. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, talking about housing to some degree is inextricable from workforce development. Right. So you may be creating um, a a how or a what in where you're talking about workforce development that may actually be applicable to what you would need to create, you know, workforce housing or, you know, affordable housing, for an example. So, mm-hmm. um, I, and that's one of the things that we identified. We had like this sheet laid out different, you know, um, things that we would like to prioritize. And some of the things were actually seemingly repetitive, right? Mm-hmm. But they weren't what you would say repetitive. I think it's where we can kind of isolate that and say, we're working on that with workforce development. Maybe we can extract some of the information and details. And that's why you absolutely need to make it quantitative, right? Somehow when we say the what, we're a board of directors, right? We aren't here to create the how. That's why we have 9,000 employees, right? So we create the what, and then we depend on staff to work concurrently with us to instruct us on the how, right? And so, you know, now with this newer council and some of the skill sets that are at the table, you know, bringing quantitative information to this table is something that, you know, I think myself and even uh, Mayor Pro Tem Anderson feels that it's, it's, it's very important to make it a metric so that we know what we're doing and what we can improve on and how we can better improve on it based on, you know, what we're actually achieving or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. Well, in our, in our time remaining, um, I'd like to know maybe one individual priority you might have. I know something that, that you have um, a council member Molina might have to do with kind of the East side and sort of the growth out there and infrastructure and things like that. Um, as well as you may have pretend and in, terms of running the, the, doing your part as you run the council or district one priority. Um, and also what our members, remember Rebic is the realtors, the home builders, uh, commercial folks, pretty much anybody that touches real estate in the Charlotte area. Um, what we can do to better uh, communicate, uh, be part of the things that you're trying to accomplish where there's integration in terms of our priorities. Um, and, and so if you could leave us with that, Um, We appreciate it. And go to you, Marjorie, first, and then Mayor Pro Tem. Okay. Um, Well, personally, Mm -hmm. I have a, listen, I'm absolutely focused on the east side. But the one thing that I I done at my last town hall was I brought in two quantitative metrics. I brought in the Mecklenburg County Land Use Study, where they actually studied the entire county, 
right? And it's for usefulness of the land that we have. What, what was the information that they collected from the last time we went out and did an area plan mm-hmm. based on how the city is right now designed? And what I try to instruct the community members now is that you are in a time where you're going to be the person that decides how the city continues to grow by what you actually bring to the table. But right now, based on the instruction that we have from past area planning, I know about East Charlotte, everything from demographics around, you know, why business is designed and come They They like to be proximate to highways. Right. right. And we don't have many highways in East Charlotte. So it leaves us at a disadvantage for, let's say, attracting a big job like a Centene. Mm-hmm. Centene won't come to East Charlotte unless it goes out by 485, because that's literally the only major highway that touches the 28 precincts and 127,000 people that I represent as an East Charlotte uh, representative. But then separate and apart for that, we had um, another tool that I'm a, you know, a fan of that um, you can extract everything from neighborhood data to the average age of the community members to how much they earn to where they were. I mean, it's just, you know, I, what, I, what I've done is basically had a picture painted of where we are right now in real time. And now I'm working with staff um, to hopefully create a pilot. Actually, uh, cat's out the bag. I'm working on a pilot. Um, And if I can build it to scale, then we can use it across the city. Um, And it would be a quantitative plan where we could use East Side, the East Charlotte residents and community as a catalyst Mm -hmm. uh, because they are severely underserved. We are severely underserved. And it's a quantitative you know, statement that I'm making. This isn't suggestive. I have the numbers to prove it, right? And so how do we then take and serve the community better based on the resources and information that we have? Um, And so one of the primary concerns that I have is workforce development, right? Uh, The average income for a resident of East Charlotte is dismal. It is more than $10,000 lower than the remaining six districts in the entire city. Hmm. Right. So workforce development based on the uh, elected representation that I have has to be a priority to me based on what I'm showing is the earnings on average for the district. Right. And and consider that screwed or skewed because mm-hmm. you and I live in that district. Mm-hmm. Right. And we actually make more than, you know, what I'm saying would be the average income for the person who's ten thousand dollars below the Mecklenburg County average and much lower than the averages of the city at large, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, inevitably I allowed, for an example, the information to instruct what I'm going to be absolutely passionate about. Um, And so with that also, it's kind of an aside, but um, because of the way that the land is drawn in East Charlotte, we have an abundance of affordable housing, right? right? Mm -hmm. So that's actually something that works to our detriment. Right. We don't really have that competitive market rate housing that's being built in East Charlotte as a result of the fact that the average citizen doesn't earn that much. Mm-hmm. Right. So the deliverables and that's the beauty of having districts. Right. you got that human being who is really laser focused, targeted around what the quantitative information is instructing. And so I'll use that and then share it with my you know, colleagues on the council and hopefully we can build it to scale and make it work for the entire city. That sounds great. And I, I would just add directing or, or, or trying to promote the trades 
and those types of jobs. I'm a fan of um, trades. For, for, for young, even younger kids than high school. Absolutely. Getting them kind of on that track, I think, is going to help meet a lot of the future needs, uh, workforce needs, and get them prepared, frankly. So, sorry, just editorial comment. Mayor oh, Pro I love it. That's excellent. <laughs> um, so, the, your first question around, um, you know, what am I going to be focused on and what am I passionate about? Mm -hmm. So this term, I have a few areas, but I'll, I'll speak to two of them. One is the uh, bridging the digital divide and um, uplifting digital inclusion as it relates to workforce development. 80% um, of the jobs that individuals apply for, you have to have some level of digital literacy and acumen. And then, of course, by default, you have to have the tools, right? So you have to have access to high-speed internet, and then you have to have the technological tools to actually engage and do many of these roles. That's only going to increase as Charlotte grows. And so I am laser-focused on that. I come from a technology background. I am an electrical engineer by education. I used to be a software developer when I started out my career at PricewaterhouseCoopers. And so that's one of my major initiatives this term. The other initiative that I'm gonna lean pretty heavily into is public safety. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I think a couple other council members are doing that as well, but public safety is so tantamount to our successful growth. So as we transition from the 15th largest to the 14th, 12th, top 10, right. by default, as cities, as, my, as MSAs grow, opportunities for crime is created, mm -hmm. right? And so we have to um, ensure that our city is safe. We have to have activities um, for our youth to engage with. We have to have programs for our youth to engage with and create and, and attract skills and attain skills. Um, and we want everyone, both the residents who live here and the, um, the visitors who come to Charlotte, uh, whether it's Monday through Thursday, or they just pop in for a concert or a game. We want them to not only feel safe, we want them to be safe yes. walking around the city. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's an area of focus that I'm, I'm going to lean into. Um, and it's a multi-pronged challenge. It's not just add more police officers, right? Mm -hmm. Our CMPD is doing a wonderful job. They're doing a great job at actually filling their vacancies. Their vacancies um, shrank over the last year, That's year over year. year. Mm -hmm. um, and largely they're doing a great job with crime, um, but the, the spike in crime is really as it relates to juvenile crime mm -hmm. and property crime that our juveniles are engaging with and conducting. So we're going to have a multifaceted approach to addressing that. Okay. And then the last one I would just say is mobility. You know, I, I served on the, um, on the transportation and planning uh, committee last term. I was the vice chair mm -hmm. and I also serve on several boards related to that. And the mayor recently stood up a, a small work group around mobility and Mr. Driggs <clears throat> who's the chair of the uh, transportation and planning committee is on that small group along with myself and smudgy. So the three of us are going to really lean into how we can bring this mobility plan to life and bring it online over the term. And then finally, what do I believe, you know, your membership base could do? You know, we all know that housing is so critical, mm -hmm. safe, affordable housing is 
really uh, a a basic need, right? right? And so, as as you all think about bringing units online, uh, where are you going to do that? The amenities that are are provided there, what types of units, whether it's middle housing or um, outside of that spectrum, on either end of that spectrum, I would just like I wouldn't ask your base to be thoughtful and engage with us, okay. right? Uh, because I think that's where you get to a better solution where you engage, if you're going into a community, of course, you're going to have the community meetings and things of that like right. if you have a rezoning. Um, but talk to us because we are very close to the community leaders in every neighborhood. Right? Thank you for listening to with Getting them, Real with Rob. Here individually We'd love to have you share this podcast well. with others so just and increase your level of engagement listener. with council. Getting Real with In particular, Rob the district reps. The real estate and large building members, industry <laughs> district reps. <laughs> That's not what I heard. Not I just <laughs> find out more. Visit our website. Yes. No, that's great, council. That's R-E-B-I-C. We so much appreciate your time today. Thank you for getting real with Rob. Or suggestion for a guest. Dante Anderson. Connect with us on Instagram. Your time. Thank you. Charlotte. And join us next time for Getting Real with Rob.